Hi, this is Tori Sparks, and I would like to welcome you to the Barcelona Metropolitan Culture Corner, where we invite you to sit down with us once a month for a conversation with people from the world of music, art, literature, film, theater, and beyond, and where pretty much anything can happen. Our guest this month is a young woman who is a Catalan, Irish, piano-playing, guitar-playing, singer-songwriter, self-producing, musician, woman of all trades. Her name is Nuria Graham, and she is pretty much the crush of the Catalan music scene at the moment, but she refuses to be labeled or put in a box. This summer, you can catch her at some of the country's biggest music festivals, and her new album, Marjorie, has just come out. I also want to tell you guys that I'm actually more nervous about doing this interview than I am uh, playing for like thousands of people, because I've played for people on stage many times but this is the first time that I have to be the adult in the room and like make sure that someone else's work is treated with the love and the respect that it deserves so just wish me luck okay I started making music because I didn't really know how to explain myself and then I just discovered that music was the way to explain myself and I haven't stopped since then Nuria, thank you so much for coming to talk with us at the Metropolitan Culture Corner. The point of these interviews is not to talk about the business, the record labels, the festivals, all that stuff, although that's important too. But without the music, there wouldn't be all that stuff. It wouldn't exist, no. <laughs> what was the first song that you remember just falling in love with, playing guitar? Because I know you started playing when you were 13, but the first song you felt, I have to play this, and you played it over and over and over again in your bedroom, for example. Well, I think I know which song it is. Um, when I was, I don't know, 12, 13, I started listening to some music. I don't know, I was listening to Alicia Keys or whatever. And, and then I discovered, through Alicia Keys, I think I discovered John Mayer. Well, my dad showed him to me too. And I became a very big fan. So I did my first version ever of uh, Slow Dancing in the Morning Room. So oh, that's great. <laughs> that was my favorite song at the moment. And I actually, I recorded it with a friend and it's on YouTube. But that was like years ago. You have been known to bring as many as four guitars at a time to a concert because you use all these different tunings and things. So what what started that? What started this relationship with different tunings and experimentation? I think that, well, my dad plays the guitar and he has an acoustic guitar at home and he uses a lot of open uh, tunings. So I think that that comes from, you know, I've always been hearing uh, different tunings in the guitar, so I wanted to experiment. I wasn't even looking on the internet which ones did I want to use. I was just like changing, just whatever it felt. I, I felt like. And Johnny Mitchell, for example, is another like one of the my my heroes, and I love the way he uh, she plays the guitar and the, the tunings she uses. The other day, I was looking at uh, this documentary of uh, Bob Dylan that they were touring around with. I don't know in a van with. Alan Ginsberg and whoever, it was everybody, and Johnny Mitchell was there too, and I was like, yeah, I, I would love to be Johnny Mitchell too. And that I think we should start All the Women of Barcelona, a band called I Would Love to Be Johnny Mitchell too. I think that would be <laughs> the greatest thing ever. What's your go-to guitar for writing? I mean, if you could pick one, like, okay, I'm going to write the rest of my records, and they'll only let me use one guitar, would it be electric, acoustic? Could you pick? Is it like picking between your children? Oh, yeah, that's difficult. Uh, I'd say acoustic, because when I... Uh, these last two years I've been writing a lot in my acoustic guitar at home, sitting on the sofa and the piano. And then the production was like something I, I thought about I thought about once I was in the studio and then I used the electric guitar and all and all the sounds. But uh, what I like the most is just sitting on my sofa and writing songs with three chords and, and with my acoustic guitar. Like very simple. I like this. 
What was the spark that kind of made you decide, okay, I've been writing these songs, they're a part of me, but now I want to share them with people. I want to get them down on well, vinyl or CD or whatever. It was kind of unexpected, you know, because I was still in school, I was 16, and I was writing a lot of songs by then, but I didn't know what to do with them, because I, maybe I thought I would like to record them, but it didn't, I don't know, it didn't happen before. And then I met my, my first teacher, who he was my singing teacher, and we started playing together, and I showed him all the songs, and he was like, we should, I can help you record that. So we did it together, and then we just, we thought, let's... I didn't even want to make like a, a record. I just wanted to record three or four songs and put put them on on the internet. And then it became a demo. I recorded seven songs or eight songs. Now I don't remember. And then it became like a. a, a, a I wouldn't say it's a, a record, but it nearly is. So yeah, I don't know. I, I wasn't expecting that. And then after this, I just thought I like doing this. I like recording. And then I haven't stopped since since then. I think that's the best reason I've ever heard, actually. I just <laughs> like it. Yeah, that's I, know, great. I loved it. <laughs> I, I thought, this is fun. <laughs> well, I've seen, too, that you said before in interviews that you feel like music is your therapy, which is, I think, a lot of something that a lot of musicians can relate to. And sometimes when you start a song, you're not entirely sure what it's about. And then later, you look at it and say, ah, mira. So <laughs> could you tell me a little bit about when you first started writing the songs for the new album, Marjorie? Where did they kind of come from and what did they tell you about yourself now that they're born, so to speak? Yeah, th this thing that, um, uh, th I think that there's like two Nurias and there's one Nuria that is like, mm, she knows more about what's happening than, more than the other one. And that's the one that writes songs and she always knows what's happening and she writes about it. And then me, the other Nuria, looks at it and I'm like, what am I? T what am I even saying? And then after a few months, I understand. So I think that for me, writing, writing songs, especially this record, was like a. I needed to get a lot of stuff out, and I I had so many questions, or I needed to understand so many things about myself. I couldn't find answers. So I think that most of the songs are just trying to look for answers. No, actually, in one song, I say I'm looking for answers, but I'm not. And willing for changes that won't come, and I think that that represents a lot of the the record. It's just me trying to understand things, and not arriving to any conclusions. But at least I'm trying, you know. No, that's something. Yeah, <laughs> you're self-produced. Is that right? Yeah, me and my bass player. Well, we did it together. So how do you feel when you go into the studio? Do you feel like it's necessary to have a clear vision beforehand? Um, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense because uh, I trust the people that I have around me. So uh, in the sense of recording the, the album, I had a clear idea in my head. Not, in, not sound-wise because I just wanted to make it sound like me. I didn't have any clear ideas. And I knew that I had to do it myself and with the help of a good friend of mine who understands me and he helps me sound like I want to. So I, I trusted him and we, we did it together. But I didn't want like this uh, produce, typical, the typical thing of having a producer and telling you what to do. I didn't want this now because I just wanted to, to make my own decisions, you know, because in a few years I'm gonna listen to that and it's like, okay, that was my decision. If I like it or, 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 or if I hate it, it's gonna be my fault anyway, so. Kind of a dual identity in terms of nationality. Catalan, Irish, I mean, how do those both affect your songwriting or which Nuria, whichever Nuria you're talking to, how does that affect how she views what she's doing artistically? I think that it, it's, in this record, it wasn't, 
I didn't think about it, but it ended up being a very familiar record or something that uh, it talks about my family quite a lot. And I, I for some reason, I was uh, looking for those answers I was looking for uh, in, in parts of me, in my family, or especially my family in Ireland. Uh, Marjorie is the name of my grandmother whom I never met. The last two years I've been visiting a lot. I've been going to Connemara, which is the, this place in Galway, and just being there and trying to understand things about myself, just looking at the other people. I've never lived there, but I can see parts of myself in the way people are there. So I, I, I am like a stranger there because, I don't know, it, I'm a foreigner when I go there. But at the same time, I feel like, oh, this is my people. They represent me in, in many ways. So I wanted to, to, to understand myself a little more going there, I think. And what is the weirdest thing that has happened to you so far in the past five or six years since you've started making records and touring and playing all these big places, small places? I'm not, not a lot of people know me, but when once you go some someplace and people recognize you, I think that's one of the weirdest things for me because I'm like, oh shit. And last night I got, I, I got home, it was quite late, and there was some police, uh, there was some, the police was there. And I was like, oh shit, what happened? So I opened the door. And they're like, are you Nuria Gray? And I was like, shit, what, I've t- what, what have I done? <laughs> Thank you so much for talking with us at the Metropolitan Culture Corner. Here we are. You're going to play a song for us, right? Yes. Would you tell us a little bit about the lyrics behind it? What inspired it? Uh, I'm going to play another deadbeat. So one day I was in Kilkenny and it was very, very hot, which is not normal there because normally it's raining or it's not com- roasting. And it was roasting. And we were walking down in Kilkenny with the worst hangover ever. And the bees were dead on the floor. I don't know, I don't know if it was because of the heat or I don't know what was happening, but I saw like a, quite a lot of them and they were like dying. I saw them on the floor. And then I related that with my personal life. And I don't know, then it talks about my relation with my ex-boyfriend or whatever. There's a lot of stuff going on there on the song, but it all came because of the dead bees. (laughs) 